0: Hello there, Dr. Alan Hedberg, with you, and this is the Psychology Report. And I'm glad that um, you join me today on this topic because it's an important one. You know, if you're a parent or if you have some level of responsibility for other people, no doubt you have formulated a series of phrases or bits of pieces of information that you give them regularly and on a uh, intermittent basis for advice guidance, bits of wisdom, if you will, that you've shared with your family or with your children. I certainly have. I've raised my children on certain mottos and certain phrases and certain admonishments and kind of bits of encouragement. I was raised that way from my parents. My wife was raised that way with her parents. We do that when it comes to our uh, responsibilities and those for whom we are responsible Now, the other day, a piece of information came to me through the mail, and then yesterday, another piece of information came to me through the mail of the same nature. Two different men, two different people from two different walks of life gave what they would refer to as the wisdom statements that they shared with their family, that they shared with people in their life, people who were close to them and important to them. And I think it's important for us to maybe just take a pause and kind of look at what these men uh, thought in terms of and shared and encouraged those important to them to follow. The first one came to me was uh, Mr. Bill Armstrong. Now, Bill Armstrong was born in Colorado and, uh, pardon me, Nebraska, and then moved to Colorado and served the state of Colorado for eight terms as a senator. Uh, from 1962 to 1990. And uh, then he became the president of the uh, the Colorado Christian University and then died last year. And as part of his uh, memorial, it it was brought out, and people were reminded, of the three, or pardon me, the four themes of greatness that he shared with other people. Uh, That is, what... uh, are the admonishments, what are the guidelines for greatness? And anybody that knew him was aware, because not only did he speak of these terms of greatness, but he lived them. Take a look at them. Number one, serve people. You know, that's where it kind of is pretty basic, isn't it? There are people all around us with needs. People all around us would enjoy a little bit of benefit, a little bit of help, a little bit of support. Sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's possessions, sometimes it's just a hand to help them lift something. Sometimes it's just a matter of encouragement. There are lots of ways to serve people. Just be a friend, if you will. But think of your day in terms of have you served somebody today? Have you been in a position where you had an uh, influence upon others through the acts of service Start with your wife, start with your husband, start with your children, your parents, your grandparents, your neighbors, and your your church people, and people that you work with, and just kind of go out from there, making every day a day of service for somebody, and enjoy the benefits of that. There are many. We'll speak about that someday. Number two, it was aim high. It was aim high. Now, when you have this idea of aiming high, it's the idea of stretch yourself. Exaggerate just a little bit. Your your abilities and your capabilities and your desires. Stretch yourself. Get out there. When you have a a choice between two things, take the more difficult. When you have two opportunities before you, take the one with the long-term benefit, not the short-term benefit. When you have uh, two choices in mind, Just take the one that's going to challenge you and push you and make you a stronger person. In other words, take the tough road. Take the road that nobody else has traveled. Sometimes refer to that as a road less traveled. Take that path in life. But aim high. Aim above yourself. Aim above your circumstances. Improve yourself. Get above those around you. Go greater. Choose a university. Choose a school. Choose a course of studies that will push you to a higher level of living, a higher level of intellectual capability and thought process. Number three, spread joy. Bill Armstrong said spread joy. In other words, look at life from a happy point of view. Be a happy person. Be somebody that does share with other people a word of kindness, but also a word of joy, a word of happiness, a word of of, uh, pleasure, if you will. Tell jokes, tell stories, share funny experiences, enjoy the funny experiences of other people, listen to other people's stories, and see the humor in it, but kind of be a person of happiness, a person of joy, of those that are around you, so that when you're around people, they get that sense of an uplift as compared to depression. Okay, number four, believe in America. Believe in America. Make sure that you believe in America. That's your country. That's your world. That's what you depend on. That's, where, that's what puts this all together. But believe in America. Make sure that America is a very important concept, but a very important place in your life and process in your life. And then lastly, he says, Exalt God. Exalt God. In other words, make sure God's in your place, God's in your life, but give him an elevated place, give him a place of honor, give him a place of importance. The other day, a lady, you know, said to me in my office, uh, he was talking about her church, her background a little bit, and I said, where is God in your life? And she says, well, I pray to him at night before I go to bed. So I said, where is he during the daytime? Well, she said, well, I prayed to him today on coming to this appointment that it'd be a good appointment for me. Well, I said, where is he? Otherwise, throughout the day, well, she didn't have an answer for that. She's kind of a deist, if you will. God is a, has a place; he does his thing, and then he departs. But you know, what Bill Armstrong was saying is, make God part of your life, whole life, total life. Exalt him. Put him on a pedestal. Put him on a place of honor in your life, and make him on a, a place of importance so that he's there every day for you. Now, that was Bill Armstrong. Those were his points of greatness, and that is what he promoted and encouraged the people that are around him and certainly his own family. But then I got another letter. Just came yesterday. This came from Chuck Swindoll, Pastor Chuck Swindoll. I was a neighbor with Chuck Swindoll many years ago in Southern California. Got to know him a little bit, went to his church, so I've had a little bit of knowledge of Chuck Swindoll, and I can appreciate the three pieces of advice that he gave his children, and by the way, he incorporated them within his sermons, within his relationships, within the church, and the people with whom he dealt So it wasn't only his family, but certainly his family heard this multiple times you see. These are the three points of Swindoll. They'd be wise for you and for me to, to remember and keep in mind and follow. Number one, know who you are. You know, you were born for a purpose. You were born with abilities, skills, capabilities. You were born with certain weaknesses. You were born with certain non-skills, if you will. You know, you weren't equipped to do everything. You were equipped to do some things. So who are you? What is your ability? What What is the nature of you as a person? Get to know you. Look in the mirror and know who you are. And that's the way that you do. Ask yourself the question, who am I, who am I, who am I, when you look in the mirror. Sometimes you have to ask for help. You get help from other people. Ask them who you are, how they see you. And help you get to know yourself, your abilities, your capabilities, your strengths, and uh, your purpose in life, and your importance, and your value. It's all very much tied up in this idea of know who you are. That's the beginning point in life. In other words, you weren't just somebody. You were somebody. Oh yeah, number two, here's what Chuck says. Like who you are. Like who you are. You know, if you know who you are, then you can like who you are. Because you can like the strengths, you can like the abilities, you can like the capabilities, you can like yourself for what you're able to do and how you're able to live your life and how you're able to express yourself. But like yourself, lots of things about you that are very nice and pleasant and that you can just encourage yourself to have more of that and share more with other people. You know, when you like who you are, you know, then your day goes faster. It goes smoother. Your day goes much more positively and uplifting in your day so that, you know, there's a positiveness in your life. Because you like who you are. You like characteristics. It's not just your physical appearance, but your inner nature, your inner qualities of compassion and caring and honesty and integrity and and responsibility and just caring for others. Like yourself for those abilities if you have them, because that's who you are. You're not just an external person. You're an internal person as well. Get into the internal person of you. Know who that is and like who that is, you see? Sure, there's an external part to you. Some of that you like, some you won't like. That's all right. But like who you are. And then lastly, he says this, just be who you are. Be who you are. You know, we live in a world that pressures us to be somebody else, to be like somebody else, to appear to be like other people, the movie star, the athlete, the popular person, the popular speaker, the popular leader, the popular pop singer, the rap singer, you know, whatever it might be. You know, we have a lot of pressures on ourselves to be somebody else, to be like somebody else, and to disavow ourselves and try to be somebody else. No, that's not the way it goes, because that's not who you are. You can't like that person, because that's not the person you are. You have to be the person You are, and like that person. So be who you are. Just know who you are and be that person. Just live that way. You may have failings. You may have inadequacies. You may have some disabilities. You may be short. You may be overweight. You may have certain speech impediments. You may have certain thought patterns. You may may not have the memory of somebody else. But that's okay. Just go ahead and be who you are and improve who you are in God's sight. Because God created you, and be that person that you're created to be, and live that person that you've been created to be. And you know what? You'll be happier. You'll be more satisfied. Depression will go away. This is the treatment for depression. This is a treatment for false understanding of yourself, for self-esteem. You know, we often have poor, poor self-esteem, low self-esteem, because we don't want to be who we are. We don't like who we are. We don't even know who we are of course you're going to have low self-esteem because you're building on some kind of external factor that's not even true. Self-esteem gets plugged in when you know who you are and you are being who you are because you like who you are. Well, thanks for joining me today. This is the Psychology Report, Dr. Alan Hedberg. And I tell you what, go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Books by Just go ahead and float over there now and select a book. Order it. And then you got something to read this spring and into the summer. So um, go ahead and pick it up, and uh, I think you'll find a book that you know will already be appealing to you and may be, may be very helpful to you. So um, lots of books regarding your own personal improvement and satisfaction. Anyway, nice to have you with me today, and bye for now.